Good afternoon. Thanks so much for being with us. It's a busy day already. We are going to continue the conversation on what is happening with TransLink, as well some optimism coming from the mayor of Surrey. Also coming up on the program, we're going to check in with the mayor of Alert Bay, uh, the mayor of Alert Bay, testing positive for COVID-19, and he has no idea where he might have been exposed to the virus. And we're also going to chat with Eric Reguli. He is with the Globe and Mail. He is based in Italy. Some of the stores in Italy reopening today. We'll get a look at what that's like on the ground in that country. But first, as you've been hearing on the news, TransLink facing insolvency soon, within weeks, without assistance. And we heard earlier today from Jonathan Cote, who is the council chair at the mayor's council, and he had some pretty grim predictions when it comes to the future if there isn't help on the way soon. So TransLink is uh, is currently even with the, the cuts that we have made to to the transit system so far, losing two and a half million dollars a day or seventy five million dollars a month. So uh, this is putting the the financial viability of, of TransLink uh, in, into uh, in, into question. And uh, if we don't take uh, significant action or or get support, uh, TransLink uh, does will face insolvency by by June. So this is incredibly uh, serious for for our transit agency. And, uh, and and significant actions are, are going to have to be taken in, in the next short while. Let's bring in Richard Zussman. He is our Global News online journalist based in Victoria. Richard, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome, Jill. Thanks for having me. Not a huge surprise that revenues are way down. We know that ridership is way down. It's a bizarre thing when you see a bus go by with the sorry bus full sign and there's only eight people on it. But because of distancing, that's what they have to do. Uh, But some pretty strong language from Jonathan Cote today. Yeah, I think it's staggering how great the losses are. I think everybody expected that TransLink would lose money, but to imagine the transit company being insolvent by June and hemorrhaging cash to the tune of $2.5 million is staggering. And then the challenge will be the decisions that need to be made uh, if emergency funding doesn't come in terms of what uh, lines, what routes are going to be shut down in order to save money, how many job losses that may mean. No doubt the province will have some sort of financial response, but whether they're able to find the $250 million TransLink is asking for, that could be another question. The federal government is getting pressure from all jurisdictions in the country around this issue as well. TransLink is not alone in terms of transit companies losing money. And so the question is whether the federal government can find money to fund what is an essential service and still has a lot of ridership but is losing a lot of money because of reduction in ridership, because of the fact that they need to let people on the buses for free to allow backdoor entry. All of those challenges are putting unprecedented pressure on the company. Uh, We also heard uh, from Kevin Desmond. He was speaking uh, with Mike Smith a short time ago, also talking about the huge losses. We're losing about $75 million a month. We're estimating this year that we'll have a revenue problem of between six and seven hundred million dollars. Our dilemma is we're losing an enormous amount of money, and yet we're providing essential services to the public that really needs transit, and we're doing it in a way that is attempting to enforce the social distancing. So, Richard, does it seem strange to you? And Jonathan Cote mentioned this as well that transit, for whatever reason, does not qualify for the wage subsidy, the federal assistance program. Yeah, I think it is 
bizarre, but that's one of the issues with the federal assistance program. And, and the prime minister has been clear about this all along, that this is a work in progress. We've never seen a pandemic like this before. We've never seen these sort of impacts to businesses across the board. And so there are lots of gaps that exist, and we're slowly starting to see those gaps emerge. And uh, clearly, uh, organizations like TransLink, which is uh, independently run, but uh, under a larger umbrella of government, uh, is one that does not qualify. And that's why, no doubt, this will be something that the province uh, needs to step up and support. But the question is, how much support will the province be able to find? Because... You know, as Kevin Desmond mentioned, as Jonathan Cote mentioned, this is an essential service and people are still relying on TransLink. 75,000 people every weekday are moving through the system. And we also heard, because it's going to be a question... Factor here, oh. play in terms of support. Oh, sorry, your phone line cut out there for a second, Richard. Sorry about that. Uh, one of the issues, too, you mentioned the big question, how much could the provincial government step in or the federal government? Because this is, what, the second request in two days or three days? The city of Vancouver asking for $200 million. TransLink now saying it needs $250 million. Uh, yeah. Interesting, though, uh, Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum earlier today, speaking with Janet Brown, uh, said not only would Surrey not be asking for any provincial or federal money to help, he's actually anticipating that the extension the SkyTrain extension to his city uh, is all good and will be one of the first things built on the other side of this pandemic. I'm very confident that it will be one of the major right, projects yeah. uh, when they come to the recovery stage that they will encourage to be um, get going on. I'm even encouraged that they will probably look at the possibility of actually building it all the way to Langley. What do you think of McCallum's optimism? <laughs> I found it hard to believe when I saw uh, Janet's reporting on this, especially the idea of getting it all the way to Langley immediately. The funding is not there yet for that part of the project, but I think what Mayor McCallum is getting at is that governments will be willing to spend on the capital side of things once we get out of this pandemic. That's going to be one of the strategies, no doubt, to help stimulate the economy, to keep people working, to get more people working. And so that capital funding could include those transit projects that there's no dollars attached to yet, the extension to UBC, the extension from the end of the Surrey line to Langley where there's no money yet, uh, expansion of the highway through Abbotsford, uh, rapid transit to Abbotsford, the, the new crossing to the North Shore for transit. like. Those could be projects that we start seeing capital money thrown at in order to stimulate growth. But those projects are a long ways down the road. I'm surprised to hear Mayor McCallum so confident that the city will not have to rely on the provincial government for financial assistance. Municipalities have been hit really hard here, Jill, through closures of community centers, uh, through concerns that people will not be able to afford their property taxes. You know, all of those things with municipalities having very few options to raise money. I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of municipalities, not just Vancouver, that will need help. And, and the province is working on it. I know that. And they're not going to just take, you know, each city shows up and throws a dollar figure out there. The province is looking at a holistic plan on how they can help municipalities. And clearly there will be different amounts tied to, you know, the problems in each municipality.